0: and rest. Whether you're a busy professional, a stay-at-home parent, or anyone who wants to live a more focused and balanced life, this show is for you. Join us as we discover how to live exceptionally, finding freedom and rest along the way. Now, let's get into this week's episode of Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson.
1: Welcome back to Live Exceptionally, where we equip people with keys and tools to experience a kingdom lifestyle that is purposeful, focused, and balanced. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Stay connected with us at elisi.org to know about events, inspirational media, and more. Well, this month, we're focusing on an overall theme of Kingdom-Minded Entrepreneurs' Work Marketplace. We will hear from women who founded, own, and work in their own business based on kingdom principles, we will hear their stories related to challenges and successes and how they maintain whole wellness as they oversee their business. This week, we speak to Michelle Velasquez, who is an entrepreneur, an author, and a financial coach. Hello, Michelle. How are you? Hello, Dr. Vaughn. Bon, how are you, and Well, thank you for having me here this morning. Thank you for joining us. It's an honor. I'm really excited about this session and about all the tidbits and Uh, things that you're going to share with us around uh, financial building wealth. Um, So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a bit of background about uh, your business and and yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Michelle Velasquez. I'm a financial coach and
2: I work with Latina moms and Latino families and I teach them how to partner with God um, with their finances and some of them and the reason that I opened up and started this business was my father passed away in 2010, and that really um, was an eye-opening experience for me. That made me realize that I knew nothing about personal finance and financial literacy. And due to that, that kind of inspired me and motivated me to help other families. Um, then uh, I had a 16-year career with uh, Homeland Security as an officer, um, and there was a lot of suicide rate. There was, it was We had a high suicide rate with um, police nationwide not just homeland, just in general there was the high school side rate and due to that we were able to take a financial wellness class and i fell in love with it Um, my husband and i at the time had separate finances a lot of unhealed traumas in at that moment but later on we determined that it was best for us um that god wanted oneness and so not only with you know when you get married you become one but you become one in everything and i think that that we were lacking that we were not one when it came to our finances. And so we decided to have uh, merge our finances and that was really a game changer when I think we felt blessing immediately. Um when we just took control of our money. And so due to feeling so motivated and inspired of how we took control of our money, um, I just felt called to help other individuals. And so kind of that's kind of how I started. I opened I started coaching about 3 years ago. I opened up the business about a year and a half and I think it was out of fear. It was out of fear that I just did not go all in because I I was like I have this government job. Um you know 16 years I get to retire in 10. Um money, benefits, everything was good, right? Like our mindset we get so we get so caught up with that. And I just I really mentally struggled in the last 3 months. I mentally struggled with feeling like I was feeling disobedient because I knew that God was calling me to coach. Like I knew that God wanted me in the space. And I, I, I kind of had this internal struggle of like, no, but I want this. I like the good life and I want this. Um, but in this last year, I just really, I took some steps. Uh, I planned out what I needed to do in order to leave. I spoke to my pastor. I spoke to, I'm part of a marriage fusion group at church. I spoke to our leaders and I was like, hey, I need spiritual guidance in this season, in this transition, because I feel that God is really calling me to leave. And it's scary. Um, and it's something that as the benefit, uh, I carry the benefits in the family. My husband has a construction company. And so just that shift, you know, always was very scary. So, yeah, that's a little bit about my story.
1: Yeah. And in reading your bio, I mean, we met a, at a woman's retreat, uh, I guess, almost over a month ago. Uh, where we both were uh, speakers for the retreat, and you had shared about a bit of your story. And you know, when you talk about the importance of financial planning, uh, you built you've built your business as a financial coach, where you are strategic in helping women, particularly in the Latina uh, community, around uh, getting out of debt, planning their finances. You know, s- saving. So share a bit, a bit more about your business purpose your financial coaching business purpose and and focus yeah so i
2: coach latina moms and couples i initially felt like that was saying hey latina women need to see their own like they need to see you they need to see a mom i'm a mom of four um because i think the mindset is always a, it's it's a caucasian environment right when we talk about finances you hardly see latina women and so for me i kind of felt like god was like you need to call your own they need to see you. They need to see that there was a woman that was $80,000 in debt, and now she's a millionaire. Um, and so I teach them. There's five steps that I teach them on how to partner with God and, and the women and families. And the first one is I always say, go to him. Like we tend to call everyone except the person that we need to call, and that's God, right? So go to him. The second is spend time with him. The second step is I teach them to spend time with God. Spend time with your word and your devotionals, worship music, whatever that means to you. Um, the third step is to listen, right? Like take time to pause and to listen to what God is saying. The fourth one is to obey. Um, and we struggle with this and I struggled with it myself, right? Like when I had, to, when I left the, the government job to like, hate, to be obedient because, you know, you start getting fear starts creeping in and, you know, everyone's opinion, but you know, your God given assignment. You know, the woman that you're called to be. I um, and the last one is to act, right? Sometimes we freeze in that. So I, I like to start with that, with the women and couples that I coach. Um, and, it's, and I started coaching women, but obviously women, a lot of them are married. So 99% of my clients are actually couples. Um, and I love it. I love to work with them. And it's not just strategy, right? Like people think like, oh, it's just that. And, you know, tell me how to, how do I can get out of that and tell me how I can build wealth. you know, that's the easy part. The strategy part is the easy part. I really start my coaching program. So I have one-on-one coaching programs. I have a six-month program, which I call the Wealth Building Program. I have a three-month program, which I call a Jump Start, which is a push. And then I have a one-off session, a 90-minute, I call a financial checkup, kind of like a doctor checkup. But in in, in my one-on-one coaching, I start with um, teaching them to partner with God. And then I go into scarcity mindset versus abundant mindset. And I feel like as Christian women, a lot where we feel... Um, Like I can't charge or I feel bad or I'm a giver. I always feel like, well, but I love to give. Well, I love to give too, right? But like God has put vision and plans in my heart. And so in order for me to execute those, I need to be able to make money. Um, And so that's something that I feel uh, that the women that I've encountered experience. So I go into scarcity abundance mindset. I also go into unhealed money traumas. Um, You know, sometimes we get so stuck and just even my personal story, my husband and I with our finances separate when we first got married, it was, it was unhealed trauma that I had, you know, I had a bad relationship prior to my husband. My husband had a bad relationship prior to me and they both in some way involved money. And so when we got married, that was that like, we were not, you know, we were not holy we were not healed. And so we had to go through that healing process together and we had to have that conversation of like, Hey, god wants us together in everything um and then i go into um the strategy the debt um any planning for the future whether it's retirement whether it's uh, kids funds or investing um, i'm also a real estate investor my husband and i have two airbnbs and we own multiple properties and so then you know depending on the stage of the client i have a client right now she just closed on the house last week she put seventy thousand cash right so not everybody not everyone that i encounter is, you know, stuck in debt or, or feel like they're in debt. So it just depends on where they're at. And then I have to pivot, right, and change the program to help the individual needs of people. And I always tell people personal finance is exactly that, personal. Nowadays, you know, social media, you see everyone on Facebook on vacation and, and you know, why is so-and-so in Cancun and I'm over here stuck. And so it causes people to want to compare. Yeah. Right? And so that that's a little bit of a how I go about my coaching program.
1: No, I think that that is awesome. Um, you know, I was sharing with you before, a uh, long time ago, I used to do, I uh, was a financial advisor, financial uh, planner um, with Merrill Lynch and uh, American Express. And I saw a range of clients as it relates to those who were in very bad condition around debt and though and, and their income was limited, but then also had clients who we're actually by the quantity of their income, you would think we're wealthy. But sometimes we're in worse state than the people. Like I remember one client in particular. You know, they made over four hundred thousand dollars in their household income uh, from salaries, but they were worse off than the people who maybe only were had seventy thousand in total household income because of living beyond their means, uh, because of just keeping up comparison, you know, all the things that they were involved in, what do you think are the critical financial issues that are plaguing a lot of women today around finances? Like, what are you seeing as a coach? So I I am seeing exactly what you said. I'm seeing um, my clients,
2: I think, that are the wealthiest are the ones that are in worse shape. And I feel that it's a a discipline problem, right? It's not a numbers problem. It's a discipline problem. Um, And so you get so you get so caught up on making this good money that, you know, you want to spend more and you want to show it's all about like, hey, I earned this. I need to show that I have a good job or that I have a good of successful business or whatever. Right. So it's all about that. So I do see exactly what you're talking about that you saw with your clients. Um, But with me, I see a lot of scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of. um, Well, you know, I. You know, I'm, I am always ask the question, do you want to make more money? And so it's very direct and it kind of throws people off. But I feel like everyone says yes, but um, I value yourself. And I talk a lot about that, like value yourself, value your skills. Right. So I was in law enforcement. So even though I've been a financial coach for three years, I coach mine. As I look back, I've been coaching since I was in college. You know, I coached at the college level. I coached with the agency. I've been a trainer in development. So like I have been coaching my entire career. So I think that we tend to not bring our skills and expertise and, and, and that. And so I see that, I see people not valuing their skills. I see the scarcity mindset. I see, um, not fear of not asking for more money or, um, negotiating. You know, I had a, a friend who actually came to me. She was negotiating for, uh, For pay, And so when she said to me, she said, Michelle, I know that this position pays about 20,000 more. And so I said to her, ask for it. I said, ask for it. I said, do some research and ask. And so she did. And she got it simply by taking 10 minutes of a little research of like, hey, what is this position? Uh, What are other companies paying for this position? Right. That's a $20,000 increase. right? Right. And so I see a lot of that more so a lot of unhealed money traumas, a lot of unhealed childhoods of, of like how they grew up with their parents or maybe like if they're divorced or a spouse. And so now when they go into the new relationship, I've had, I actually had to tell a client because she had a phenomenal husband. I had to tell her, I said, you are not your mother. And I think she was carrying um her childhood experiences mm-hmm. and her mother, you know, was with multiple men and she, and I think, Because of that, that was affecting her marriage. So I'm seeing a lot of um, broken marriages because of that as well.
1: Yeah, I know statistically uh, for quite some time, money is the one of the number one or in one of the top reasons why people uh, get divorced. Uh, And a lot of the things that you're talking about, you know, they actually relate to mental and emotional type factors where I remember when I was doing financial planning or if you go you know, to your average investment house, they're solely focused on your finances. They're solely focused on like your investment portfolio. I don't think many of them focus on or address some of the emotional or mental mindsets. So I think that that is so important when you talk about scarcity mindset and also emotional, the type of uh, traumas that uh, feed into our thought process or how we approach money.
2: Yeah, Ivan, and I really, um, I agree with you 100. percent Sometimes people, I always tell people, come to me first before you go to the advisor, because I'm seeing the marriage. I'm, I know the brokenness. I know that your history. I know your habits. I know all of this. So once I'm, once I'm done coaching you, then I refer you out because I stay in my lane. I know um, my expertise, and so I'm always like stay in your lane. I'm not an advisor. I don't sell investments. I don't do any of that. Once I'm done with you and I feel that you're whole, you partner with God, you you have a debt plan, and so now you're ready to invest, right? Because people that want to go investing, but you have all this debt over here, so does it make sense to make eight percent when you have twenty three percent? And I literally had a client with two hundred thousand dollars in debt,
1: so that that's kind of what I recommend to the individuals. No, I think that that's a a great re- approach because again. Even in sitting with a coach and walking through a person's uh, part, like overall financial picture, you know there's two type of financial mm-hmm. professionals. You have the investment advisor, where their sole purpose is to invest your money. Uh, but then you can also go to a financial planner, who's you know trying to um, help you with a holistic approach to include like estate planning, wills, uh, trust, and all that. But I think that if someone can actually coach a professional can coach a person before they go to the investment advisor even to the financial planner and provide those kingdom principle principles that can go a long way even in their own confidence their own understanding and just increase their trajectory to be successful from a, pro, a financial perspective so what do you think that uh you know in addition to the the coach what would you say is the worst case scenario? That you've dealt with, uh, if you're comfortable with sharing, uh, and where you saw a huge jump in their being successful. So I, I think I, I I currently have some clients that
2: um, had separate finances when we started. Um, they have merged their finances, and since then they they did the six month program. So right now we actually I had them yesterday. We're halfway we're our halfway point. And they shared with me that um, husband has some health issues that just recently came about. And he's had three brain surgeries um, since. And this is the first time that they share this with me. But I guess since we started coaching, um, this has been going on. So I really feel that it, it it was they initially came to me because they wanted me to help them save for a house. And we just had to pivot. Like we pivoted from like, planning for the future right to like let's plan for now um and i'm proud to say that they merged their finances i'm proud to say that you know he said to me in the last session now when i'm getting these medical bills i'm no longer stressed he said it's just an inconvenience um so that was um i think they were in bad shape i think and it wasn't more like bad shape numbers i think it was more of a mindset and um, the, the broken marriage more so than numbers. I had another couple that were very successful. Um, she owns her own clinic and the husband is an accountant um, and they had over $200,000 in debt. Um, and that uh, was a really, really bad shape, but they actually made a lot of um, success. They, they, they've had a lot of success since they moved in with the mother-in-law the Airbnb the home because they knew temporarily they wanted to build their own. So, you know, sometimes it takes some drastic steps, right? Like when I had my own, um, my own journey, I sold my car. I had a brand new Acura TSX and I remember like, Oh my God, I cried. And I was like, I love this car. I was an officer. Like I said, you know, I had this like, Oh, I have something to show for. Right. Um, but in, in that season, like I was like, okay, if I'm serious about this, I need to be able to make some adjustments. Yeah. And so this couple that I was coaching made a lot of adjustments and I'm very proud of them and they took control of their money. Um, and so now they're doing well. I checked up on them cause they finished last year. I checked up on them and she said, I always say, are you still on the wagon? And so they're like,
1: we're still on the wagon. And so, yeah, I think those were my top two couples. That's awesome. You know, when you talked about your own personal journey as well, And how you had to make some adjustments. I think that that's the thing that a lot of people, they may think that they don't have what's needed to achieve their goals. But a lot of times, even with the clients that I met with, you know, a while ago, it all related to making adjustments. Of course, sometimes, you know, maybe they need to increase their income and and even go for a short season, maybe get a part-time job, a second part-time job to reduce debt and all that. But I remember as well when I was younger and I was saving for a house that I made adjustments like I did not eat out. I didn't get my nails done. I didn't get my hair done. Like I was constantly wearing a ponytail. I was aggressive because I was focused on I wanted to save to uh, get a house I had before. I didn't really know how to cook. So I had to stop eating out and reduce the money that I was spending on eating out. I had to learn how to cook so I could just buy my groceries. But I made a radical adjustment because I was so focused on being able to uh, buy a house, you know. And at the end of the day, at my closing, they gave me money back because my credit was, you know, uh, superb. I had so much money to put down, put down 20 percent that they said I didn't have to pay any closing costs. So it's definitely uh, no pain, no gain. And if we are able to make those adjustments, we certainly will. Um, achieve the prize in the long term and something that I tell
2: my clients uh, Yvonne, is hey it's a temporary sacrifice for a long-term gain so I was 88 thousand dollars in that and that was like 2015. so we're in 2023 and so from from that to now so I just left the nine to five government job uh, I started the business we have two Airbnbs we probably own about six properties like so that's been a big you know a transformation and so once you take control but you do have to partner with God and he's do because, you you know, there was an occasion, I know I shared it at the conference, where I was in love with this house in Payless Park. And I was like, oh my God, dream home, huge doors. And I walked in, they're like, yes. And so I told my husband, this is this is literally what I said in my mouth. I don't care how many properties that I have to sell to get this house. Like when I walked in there, like, that's exactly what I said. And then I said, you know what? We prayed about it. We prayed about it. And I was like, Lord, I'm like, if this is the house, there was an underground pool and I have four kids. And I said, Lord, if this is the house, I don't want anything to happen to my children. And I remember that night. And I remember before us closing, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I felt the Holy Spirit saying, this is not for you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and I was like crying. And I I woke up my husband and I said, babe, we're not closing. I said, this is not for us. And he was like, what? You were willing to sell everything. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I made all these moves already, you know? And I was like, no, you know, we prayed about it. And this morning I got woken up and we're not closing. And you know what? As much as I have to say that I I give my husband some some detours and some derails, you know, after prayer, um, he always is um supportive. Like I'll always be like, I prayed about this. I, I get woken up a lot, three or four o'clock in the morning. And so I'm like, the Lord's saying it's not for us. So yeah, you know, even in my own um in my own
1: journey, I've had to experience this. What were you for people who like don't know you or just generally uh, trying to do better in their finances, what would you say are your top few tips that you would give them around getting on track and moving forward? Um, so I would say
2: I love to start with um, looking at bank statements for six months. I love to, I love, re- I, need, I need you to face your numbers. So that's number one. I, I, so my first tip is to face your numbers, even if it's scary, even if you're not used to looking at them, I always tell my clients let's go look at six months worth of expenses and i have them highlight what is not um mortgage utilities food and transportation the key one here is food because most people overspend with food um so i say if you went to hooters or you went to olive garden you're gonna highlight that because that is eating out now if you went to mariano's aldi that we do not highlight so I, there's such a power in printing the paper and there's such a power in highlighting. And I'm going to tell you, I don't know, probably 90% of my clients, when I ask them how much income are we bringing in every month, do not know. I had, you know, and so that's the first step I would say is to face your numbers, you know, face your fear, face your numbers. Um, the second one is to, if you're married, to have a heart to heart with your spouse. And be open, especially for those that have separate finances. Because what I have been finding a lot is that everybody has their hidden account. And so it's like, well, no, I'm it's my money. And so I have like 20000 in this hidden account. And then he is like, I don't want her to know. I work hard for my money. And he has his hidden account. And so when we actually disclose everything, we're not in bad shape, right? And so we can actually eliminate the debt that we have. Right. By having this communication with your spouse or really looking at what you have um you know a third thing is going back to your um, triggers like what triggered and when I talk about triggers I was like I always ask my clients how does that make you feel what are you feeling right so I know one of my triggers was always I, I'm an emotional sponder and so if I'm upset, I run to Target. If I'm happy, I run to Target. If whatever emotion I'm feeling, I'm at Target, you know? <laughs> so you have to, like, identify, oh, wait, we eat out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Oh, that's the day we take the kids to soccer, mm-hmm. you know? And so then you identify those those habits, and then you can identify what triggers you and how you're feeling. And so, no, I always, you know, I even said, it, and I have a Facebook um private group that is latina moms building wealth and i once went live and said hey if you are feeling that emotion and you, and i need to go to target i now know that i leave my cards at home i'll take 20 bucks in case i want to drink or something but other than that like be disciplined that once you know what triggers you
1: or what habits you have now you are aware and you can stop it. that's awesome What would you, so we're going to go ahead and uh, wrap up. What would you like to share uh, as your closing thoughts or, or prayer? So I always like to leave
2: people with you have the power to change the trajectory of your family's future. And you really do. You just have to make a decision. You just have to make a decision to do that, but I could definitely close this in prayer. Uh, I could do that. So dear heavenly father, thank you for another day. Thank you for allowing us to have this conversation Thank you for all the listeners that are tuning in. I hope that this has blessed them in, in a in a way. I ask you that you be with each and every individual that is watching over us, Lord, that you allow them to take control of their money and that they truly understand that they are gifted and talented um, and hopefully that they are in a position of joy. And if they are not joyful in what they're doing, Lord, then that they seek you so then you can guide them and direct them into their God-given assignment. Um, I ask abundance over everyone that is listening, over Dr. Yvonne, especially as she continues to host uh, these webinars for individuals and that she wants to help all the individuals that are tuning in. And I ask you this in
1: Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Uh, your details I'll show now on the screen if anyone wants to get in touch with her and uh, solicit thank you your financial me. coaching services, uh, which I love your programs and the way that you have it outlined three months, six months. I think that's excellent. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Well, that's all the time that we have for Live Exceptionally uh, this week. Uh, Tune in next week for another episode of Live Exceptionally. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share with others on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform and stay connected with us at elisi.org Have an exceptional week.
0: Thanks for joining us for Live Exceptionally with Dr. Yvonne Thompson. Each week we'll explore the secrets to living a life that is both intentional and fulfilling. We'll talk to folks that will share about productivity, mindfulness, and self-care to learn practical tips and strategies for staying focused, managing our time, and finding balance within a kingdom mindset. We'll also hear from people who have made the choice to live exceptionally and learn from their experiences and insights. Connect with Dr. Yvonne by signing up at elici.org. That's E L I C I.org. Until next time, we're praying that you find balance and rest so you can live exceptionally.